Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, April 3rd, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adio A Jr., and joining me is Tim Ma Buggin Gettys. What's up, man? Wow. Resident Evil 3 Day. Yeah, dude, it's I didn't realize it. That's yeah. crazy. I'm very curious to see what people think about this one. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I think that the the general consensus of the the people playing is that they're going to enjoy it quite a bit yeah i think there's going to be a lot of uh, people that are very vocal about how much they love this game i think yeah. that the some of the hardcore fans of the original are going to be really vocal about how upset they are about how much was cut from the original game um was, but, was there a lot cut that's a, that's a conversation we didn't really have too much of yeah we, we were kind of held back a little bit by uh some embargo stuff but now now yeah. that's that's up um yeah there was there's like a whole there's a boss fight a pretty major boss fight uh cut and a a a dungeon essentially that was cut however in my opinion those were good good cuts good emissions because that boss fight was not fun um, oh in the original yeah I, I feel like this game kind of like made the right calls with uh where it cut things but it does end up you know as we were talking about in our review that you can find on youtube.com slash kind of funny games it kind of just feels weird that it's a 60 dollar title that literally yeah. is over in between five and seven hours for all of us yeah I, I have a feeling that people are going to be generally positive on this game. Like seeing the reviews, seeing how split the reviews are, we and knowing so that the, knowing that the people who are who are going to buy this game are going to be fans of Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have complaints as somebody who's coming in, like coming into the franchise at Resident at, at Resident Evil Two Remake. But still, like I, I feel like if you're just if you're coming to this game with the expectations set right, you're still gonna have a, have a good time. Absolutely, yeah. It's just yeah. I really do think it's just the sixty dollars price tag. If it was forty dollars, I'd be raving about this game. Same. Um, I do think For that sure. you just there's just something missing to to really kind of make it feel like a full package. At the end of our review, we were talking about how uh, we didn't know what everyone else was gonna give it because the embargo hadn't hit yet, and we were kind of mm-hmm. taking guesses on where it was gonna land, and we were all in agreement that we thought everybody was kind of going to be with the four of us and <laughs> looking at the reviews, they're all over the place. It's getting yeah. nights, it's getting sixes. It's like, what the hell? It's crazy. But it's a great game. It's just, you know, maybe wait for a sale on this one. For sure. Uh, Tim, how are you? How, how are you doing? We're in the, we're at the end of, is it week two or week three? Now I've lost all sense of time. It must be three because we did three James Bond movies <laughs> in, in home. We did oh, Quantum, Spectre and, and, and uh, skyfall flip those but yeah man it's it's crazy right two weeks down we have at least four more to go i i've been considering taking up tiktok i mean i've been considering uh posting some tiktoks i saw i think i saw cool greg tweet actually right before this about Mm -hmm. gia gia looking him directly in the eye and being like we're all we're making tiktoks or something along along those lines yeah gia's been uh really trying to push the agenda turning us into a tiktok household and uh are are you buying into it I mean, I am, but it, the problem is, bless, it's a young man's game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to be able to do all these little, like, challenges and all that stuff. I look like a damn fool doing it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I wish I didn't. I wish I wish that me doing it looked funnier or sexier than it does. It does oh. neither of those things. It just kind of looks like a, like a schlubby fat guy fucking semi-moving on rhythm. And that's something mm-hmm. nobody needs to see. Now, have you been seeing the Instagram challenges? Because I've been I've been partaking in them specifically like the workout challenges because mm-hmm. the homie Yusuf is all about working out and so yeah. I, I I get it through him but he challenged me to the the ten push up challenge was which is which is whatever but yeah then yesterday was the handstand on Instagram which if you if you're unfamiliar if you missed this 
basically, I think Tom Holland was the one that started it, and he challenged Jake Gyllenhaal, if I recall correctly. And you are basically upside down. You're doing a handstand against the wall, and you have to put on a shirt while you're in that position. And seeing Jake Gyllenhaal do it, I was like, oh, shoot, man. Like, this must be, like, a, a big man's game. You got you to gotta have some, some, some work, some muscle in order to do this. And then I saw Yusef do it, and I was like, well, Yusef's a chump. And so, like, if you step and do it, <laughs> then, like, you know, um, and he challenged me and quite a few friends. I think Belinda did it, and I think my friend Rihanna also tried to do Barrett, it, but Barrett I haven't did. her yet. Yeah, Barrett, Barrett did it. Like, a whole bunch it. of people are doing it. The funniest it's thing a- is I feel like the bigger you are, the harder it is because you're holding up a lot more weight, obviously. Yeah, it's a lot more weight. And uh, so I'm, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. Um, but Andrew McClain, um, who is the guy that was Star Wars, yeah. Disneyland and stuff, the most human action figure I know in my life. He did it as well, and he yes. struggled, and he yeah. has the biggest fucking muscles I've ever seen. So I don't know. I'm scared about doing it. I don't want to break. Yeah, no. Last time, last time I did it, I was told to do a handstand. I broke my clavicle. That is a true story. Whoa, so, are you serious? Yeah, that's high, crazy. Was, uh, junior year of high school, my PE teacher was a punk ass bitch, and uh, he tried. He was mad that me and Alfredo were like not paying attention. All right, so maybe we were the punk ass bitches in retrospect, but um he he was like tim we're doing a yoga class thing he's like you're you're gonna instruct like you're gonna be in front of the class as the demo and i was like great he's like do a handstand i was like i can't do a handstand he's like try and so i did went up went straight down jesus laying on your clavicle oh my god Uh, have you done a handstand since then what up Uh, i was just gonna ask are you now into the idea of getting an actual desk at your place yeah, yeah. Especially since it seems like this is I, I don't know if it was officially announced or not, but this seems like it's extended until like June first. It's officially least. announced until May first. Yeah. For San Francisco. For May for San Francisco. Sorry, I got the months months mixed up. But yeah, May first. And so at this point, yeah, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna request a desk. Alright, so cool. I haven't been here. I haven't been to the studio in a while. I'm interested to see what state it's at right now. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, so maybe I'll, it, I'll swing by this weekend, perhaps. Now, when you when you mentioned swinging by the studio, do you mean you're going to take the desk from the studio, or do we have like desks? No, 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 no. no. St- right before all this happened, when we got in lockdown, like literally mm-hmm. the Friday beforehand, I went uh, to Hayward and I bought nine more oh. desks so that we can have for like future growth. And um, so I have a, a whole bunch at the studio at the new studio, chilling there. That's actually one oh. of the, I have two of those desks. Here at my uh, my place right now, for me and Paula. Dang, yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that no. works so, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna go break down, and they're already broken down, and they're super easy to put together. So that should be break nice and easy. Down. The only problem, it's on. You know, you oh, you haven't seen the place. There's a bathroom, right? That's like maybe nine feet high. Because mm-hmm. of all the stuff they're doing, they've put it on top of there. So I have to go with a ladder. <laughs> and then the ladder only takes me up about seven feet. So the other two feet, oh, it must be like 10 feet because the other two feet, I got to like cl- kind of climb and shimmy myself on. And these are giant oh, pieces of wood. But we'll get it. Don't even worry about it, Blessing. Don't worry about it. I mean, yeah. if I die, I die. You know what I mean? If he dies, he dies. Uh, but Tim, you haven't done a handstand since then. No, no way. No, okay. Not a chance. Um, all right, all right, if I challenged you to the handstand challenge, you're not doing it? I bear challenged me. Challenge? No, you're, no, I, no. I, dude, I was able to do it, but also I am light as a feather. I made it look easy, uh, but you I'm did. also very light. And you made it and look. So that's you, you were looking damn good doing it too. Yeah, Thank I don't you. know. I don't know. I don't know. This 
is kind of funny games <laughs> this is kind of funny games daily today's stories include the last list two being delayed the bafta awards announcing their winners and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when you get stuff wrong and go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show and now it's time for some housekeeping today troy baker is coming to we have cool friends it's happening oh, yeah, yeah. right after kind of funny games daily on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games uh, or later on youtube.com slash kind of funny so if you're watching this live go ahead and get in your questions if you haven't already to troy baker of course uh, everybody here is familiar with Troy Baker, but yeah, esteemed voice actor, one of the best in the game, Joel from The Walking Dead, Booker DeWitt. I don't know why those are always my go-to for him, but they are for some reason. Um, oh, he was also, um, what's his name? In, uh, Delson Rowe. Is that his name in Infinite Second Son? This is a great question. I'm pretty sure his name is Delson Rowe, um, but that was Joker also Troy Baker. In Arkham the Joker. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of the roles that you love, uh, that's Troy Baker, and he's coming through right after this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. for stay, So stay tuned for that. Uh, thanks to our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad, Al Tribesman, and Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by PS I Love You XOXO, but I'll tell you about Ooh. that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. We have 6.5 stories today. A Baker's Dozen! And I know what you're thinking. 6.5. <laughs> what a peculiar number. For what is this? That sounds stories. like a, a Square Enix game title. Well, we're going to start off with something that is related to Square Enix. Uh, I'm starting off with a story 0. 0.5. I'm mm-hmm. not going to get into story number one. I'm putting this in story 0. 0.5 because I wanted to lead off with this. I don't even want to get into a full discussion about this. This is more so just a PSA. Mm-hmm. There's a new Final Fantasy VII trailer, uh, and you shouldn't watch it. Do not <laughs> uh, watch Jason- this trailer. Jason Schreier put out a tweet saying, PSA, absolutely do not watch this trailer if you care about spoilers. Not just 23-year-old spoilers, but but new twists and turns, too. Um, I also went and watched the trailer, and I can't I confirm. Don't watch the trailer. Why would they do if, this? Why the I, fuck I, would they do this? I'm so mad at shit like this. Like, they did it with Final Fantasy 15 as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Recently, uh, they were doing it. Like, they did it with Metal Gear Solid Five. Like, I feel like yeah, it's a very random. Japanese company thing to do. That to the last minute just fucking spoil everything in the game, like all all the cool reveals and all the cool stuff. It's like why the people are, are waiting for this with bated breath to know yeah. what's different from the original. Don't show it all in this damn trailer, man. A five minute trailer. Yeah, and it's it's tight I as wish fuck, they would, It's I mean it was it's tight as fuck, but, but it's one of those it things later. where it's like. Yeah, I'm like, I wish they released this trailer like, like maybe two weeks after the game is out, or like give people time to like finish the game, and so they want to actually check that thing out, like. And and also like don't put it on TV. I don't I don't expect them to show this anywhere on like TV or anything like that. Um, but the Star Wars Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was that situation where it was a commercial with like one of the one of the big ending moments in the commercial, yeah. and it's like why would you include that? Um, and so I wanted to include that not as like an official news story, but as a zero point five because wanted to lead off with that, let people know like hey, if you haven't played. If you plan to play Final Fantasy VII Remake and you're very much looking forward to it, I would stay away from this trailer. If you don't care about spoilers or like you j- like you just don't, you're not that kind of person, then sure, go for it. But yeah, I'd recommend maybe like staying away from the the trailer because it's a lot of stuff in there. That was new story zero point five final chapter prologue. Of exactly. Kind of Daily. 
Story number one, The Last of Us 2 and Iron Man VR have been delayed indefinitely. I'm pulling from Jason Schreier at Kotaku, and this is a thing that we've talked about. We talked about last episode at the very end during kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Yeah, it was then, news. you and Greg yeah. did a little uh, PSLWXOXO special, breaking it all down what this means for the PlayStation ecosystem. Fantastic content you can get on YouTube. Yeah. Slash kind of funny games right now. Slash kind of funny games. We're on the PSLWXOXO podcast feed. Uh, me and Greg talked for like 30 minutes about what all this means, the, the, um, the ripple effects, what may happen with Last of Us Part Two if that becomes like a PlayStation 5 title. All, all, we talked about a lot of things. And so that's not necessarily the discussion I'm going to have on this show. A lot of people wrote in with questions. And basically, we're going to read part of Jason Schreier's report, get all the details, and then we're going to just answer questions because that's where that's where I feel like the, we, we can get some more new, interesting conversation in. And so I'm going to start with Kotaku, or yeah, with Kotaku's article here. The much anticipated post apocalyptic adventure, The Last of Us 2, will be delayed indefinitely due to the coronavirus pandemic, publisher Sony said yesterday. Quote, update. SIE has made the difficult decision to delay the launch of The Last of Us Part Two and Marvel's Iron Man VR until further notice. Logistically, the global ca- the global crisis is preventing us from providing the launch launch experience our players deserve. End quote. And that was on their Twitter. This is Kotaku. The game, which had been previously scheduled for May 29th, is nearly done and ready to go. A Naughty Dog developer to- told Kotaku this afternoon this was a- was a decision made for logistical and economic reasons. Quote. The good news is we're nearly done with the development of The Last of Us Part Two, Naughty Dog said in a statement this afternoon. However, even with us finishing the game, we were faced with the reality that due to logistics beyond our control, we couldn't launch The Last of Us Part Two to our satisfaction. We want to make sure everyone gets to play The Last of Us Part Two around the same time, ensuring that we're doing everything possible to preserve the best experience. For- this meant delaying the game until such such a time where we can solve these logistical issues. Um, so that's from the Kotaku article. I'm going to also add in a tweet from Jason Schreier that he made while all this information was coming out, uh, as it was coming out yesterday. This is from Jason, Jason Schreier's Twitter. He tweeted, The Last of Us 2 was on track for May, multiple devs say. The primary reason for the delay is the challenge of printing, shipping, and selling physical copies right now. Going remote has not, st- has not stopped those still working on the game, such as QA, from crunching. Hopefully this delay helps. And that was the thing that I was kind of speculating about yesterday, because uh, me and Greg were talking about on the episode of PS Love You that um you know logistical logistical issues could mean quite a few things i i i I thought that it could include maybe readiness of the game maybe working from home could could have screwed things up with this added context here uh i'm 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 pretty much on the on board that yeah this seems to be pretty much a hey physical copies are hard to sell right now they're hard to make right now print right now the release between digital and shipping yeah then Greg added in to the doc here a screenshot from Patrick Klepik's Twitter. Patrick, Kle- Patrick Klepik tweets, According to a memo I've been briefed on, all North American and European PlayStation employees will continue work from home through at least April 30th due to coronavirus. Workers will continue to be paid, quote, regardless of ability to perform remote work due to, to job function or responsibilities. Uh, and then he follows that up with saying, Sony is also insu- issuing a one-time stipend of $1,000 so employees can purchase equipment to enhance their ability to work from home. Tim, yes. we reacted to this as it was happening yesterday, and we we're mm-hmm. both in shock, speechless. Not surprised, but still just speechless. Yes. yes. After having having time to sit on it and ruminate on it, uh, what's your what are your thoughts right now? You know, it's... It, uh, 
it's nothing that we haven't said before. This is just the reality of things. And it is very unfortunate for us as gamers and us as uh, consumers of these products. And it is going to be very tough. I think even more tough waiting for this game, having to be stuck at home, knowing that we don't know when it's happening. Right. Yeah. Like this is something we've been looking forward to for years at this point. So of course we're going to be upset. And of course there's going to be like a real kind of just bummer mood about it all. Um, but the other side of it is this is all necessary steps. This is all for the better. And Sony seems to be doing a really good job uh, dealing with all this stuff, like everything from Patrick Klebeck's uh, Twitter right there, talking about the stipend and all that. I saw yesterday James Stevenson um, from Insomniac Games was talking about how PlayStation have just been the absolute greatest company to work under during this time, wow. um, being super accommodating and 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 helpful to all of its employees across the various studios um in whatever way that the studios need whether that's helping them work from home letting them know they don't need to work from home like all that type of stuff so it's like that, that it's good that you know someone as, as big as sony is doing the right thing um which is very difficult to figure out uh now i think because you know businesses need to continue to function in order for these employees to have jobs right yeah. so it's like it's kind of like a weird chicken and the egg thing where you want to make the right decisions to uh, make sure that everyone is okay, but some of those decisions need to be making sure those people are going to be okay in the future. So I think things like this are the necessary moves to ensure that future. You can't risk putting out Last of Us 2, a game that is undeniably going to sell in the millions. Um, you don't want to give that any chance of not hitting maximum sales exposure. Yes. Uh, Tim Frankfurter writes in, and says, good morning, Greg, and blessing. Um, I think you meant a blessing, Tim. I'm writing this in almost immediately after the, the indefinite delay of The Last of Us 2 to ask this. Why not release it purely digitally? Yes, I know there are a lot of concerns with the game being finished, internet speeds, and people wanting, to, uh, wanting physical, but hear me out. Physical will happen one day. If the game is close enough to being released, why not release it digital so the fans can can still enjoy the game? Preloads start a week before launch, so even those with slower internet speeds can still have it on time. The movie industry moved toward this when no one when no one could go to theaters, so why not release it on time digitally? Thanks for all you do, Frank Furter. So I think you bringing up the movie industry kind of answers the question here. So you said the movie industry moved toward this when no one could go to the theaters. They only move towards it for the smaller titles. I feel like it, it, that works mm -hmm. the same for video games. We might see some smaller indie titles get this digital-only push, um, but there's just there's an ecosystem in place and so much money to be made, so much money to be lost when you are putting a release out and kind of um, crippling its ability to, to maximize the efforts, especially for something that's such a big blockbuster like A Last of Us. Uh, the chances of us seeing Black Widow come to streaming platforms is very, 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 very slim. I feel like the only reason we saw bigger movies like Onward come out is because they already got their theatrical release and yeah. they, they got fucked. Like that's a, a perfect example of like, don't put things out right now because it's not going to perform the way that it needs to. Um, but they're they're trying to like make up lost ground there. Last of Us doesn't need to make up lost ground. Last of Us needs to knock it out of the park and be a, a tentpole moment in in Sony's history. Um, so I, I don't expect this. Going back to the first part of it about you know why not just release it digitally? It it's not that easy. It's not just like flip the switch, you know, put it out. Um, there's so much more in place, and the last thing you want to do is kind of put something out. Think about Disney Plus um, with the Mandalorian. It came out. And then 
all the big moments were spoiled and everyone in Europe didn't get to see it for months. Yeah. Then when it came out in Europe, it just hits different. It's, you know, it's, it doesn't, it, it was exciting for people, but so many people that were interested in it had already got it some different way, had already yeah. kind of, you know, like either illegally watched it or just been spoiled and like the experience wasn't the same. Yeah. For them. I feel like this is similar to that. There's obviously some differences because people can just get digital if they wanted to, but it's not everyone's going to do that. And then Sony knows that and they don't want to lose that money. Yeah, Last of Us is a huge ship. Like, Last of Us is a big ship to try and turn in that way and to try and make the call to, hey, let's just release this digital. For a game that is, not even arguably, is one of Sony's best or Sony's biggest titles uh, in their catalog, you want to make sure that that game is set up for as much success as possible. And releasing digital only is going to chop up that success in a way that is just not acceptable acceptable for them for how big that game is. You have that. You also have the fact that you don't want to piss off retailers. You don't want to piss off Best Buy and Walmart and GameStop, even though GameStop you might not care as much about. But like you don't want to, you don't no, want to. But piss they off do these though. Places. Like like jokes aside, it's like you know at the end of the day, yeah. when it, what we're talking about, it's not about ethics. It's not about you know friendships and stuff. It's about business, and it there are deals in place with all of the big retailers, Amazon included. It's not just brick and mortar places that they're. There are so many deals in place to ensure that everybody's benefiting and making money. And without yeah. that system in place, there's significantly less money being made, which means significantly less things being made because <laughs> that's just how that works. The world is in such a place right now that all the rules are out the window. And I feel like everybody just kind of needs to do their best to play this the right way and be understanding that everyone else is equally fucked. So. Yeah. I think that the everyone's going to need to make moves for themselves to make sure that they stay afloat. But this isn't, uh, oh, the gates are open. We can say fuck you to everyone. Uh, an example of what I'm saying is if every movie were to come to streaming platforms, theaters would not exist when we come out the other side. If theaters mm. do not exist when we come out the other side, movies are never going to make as much money as they have previously. They will never get the Avengers Endgame billions plus sales because that's just not how home entertainment works. And I don't see a future where that ever will be the case, right? And I think video games are the exact same way. If if we the burst the, the wall open now and have these mega huge titles coming out digital only, we're not going to come out the other side with that not being the case. Anakin JMT writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, yesterday Tim speculated that Final Fantasy VII Remake could be the last big game to come out for a while. With The Last of Us Part Two and Iron Man VR both being delayed indefinitely, do you think this will end up being a sort of boon period for, for digital-only games that might otherwise be overshadowed by big AAA games? With digital right now being the only guaranteed way to get games in the hands of gamers, could this result in a growth of indie game of the indie game market, the like of which we'd never seen before? I think so. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I think at this point, with where we're at, with Last of Us being delayed, with Iron Man being delayed, with Ghost of Tsushima probably being at some point delayed once we get closer to it and get a clear idea of what the situation still is, I think, yeah, that drought is going to cause people to, to fall back uh, on a bunch of games that they probably wouldn't have played in the first place. And those games are going to be games that are indie games. Games that are still coming out. Like, I've been getting emails and press releases of games that are imminent like games that are coming out like not only like this month but in the coming months that uh seemingly aren't as affected by this because the teams are either smaller or, or work remote already yeah. or because of digital only releases like a lot of indie studios are already in a situation where this does 
this change to uh to the world doesn't necessarily affect the production of their game because they already work from home um or because that's an easy pivot to make for them i think you're absolutely correct and um i i feel like we're kind of an example of that as well where you know we are very lucky in this situation that we are a small enough media company that we were able to shift our product and do it quickly and efficiently to make sure we're doing the same product we normally do but be able to do it from home and you know i people are looking for entertainment now like our our numbers i i've been really happy to see are they seem to be stronger than than normal for things like example being the kind of funny podcast like more people are tuning in for whatever reason, whether it's just more people are at home to watch or if people are trying to support us, which thank you so much for that because just like everyone else, we need it now more than ever. But mm-hmm. I do think that uh, indie studios can use this time to really kind of focus and, and put things out and get a lot more attention than they they normally would. Not just from, I think it's from from every aspect, whether it's just there's nothing else coming out on the, the e-shops. So when you're like, cruising around you're seeing stuff you're like cool they're getting more promotion from that but also people have more time to play games now than they they ever have um and on top of that there's no new giant games coming out or at least they won't be in a couple weeks so at what point is ign and GameSpot and all these big guys gonna just turn into hey we're just gonna play things that we normally wouldn't play and talk about because there's nothing else to play and talk about right like yeah. that that is going to benefit these indie guys immensely and I, I really think that it's in this is their game to win at this point yeah i i know an example for me is untitled use game that being a game that i i played during this quarantine situation that i probably wouldn't have played if i was still showing up to work because i have some extra free time now with the commute cut out with mm-hmm. like downtime at the office cut out like with me just being at home i just have more time to 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 do things and so i played game use on. game yeah i've been talking to a friend and and uh we've been recommending each other games that we can beat in under two hours uh and like that's the thing right you we have we have we all talk about our backlog that we never dip dip back into when you all talk about games we missed that we want to get back into and you know after like after final fantasy 7 remake comes out and people finish that right like i feel like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have space to kind of just go back and play like i'm 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 going to go back and play Bloodborne and like finish Bloodborne, even though that's a game I've been actively playing, but I've been taking a break because of recent releases. But like, you know, we're going to have so much more time uh, yeah. without the big releases uh, of the big of the next few months coming out that I, I do expect to see a lot more uh, indie games or smaller titles, or digital only games uh, get more time to shine and more 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 space to shine. In that same conversation, I'm pulling in a question from Anakin JMT, which is less to do about the, the last was situation and more so to do about uh indie games if i can find it because i actually lost the question here it is uh this question is from the nanobiologist who writes hi blessing tim yesterday xbox also showed off a ton of indies and it got me thinking and this is this is coming off of the conversation of the five games that playstation showed off on their playstation Mm -hmm. blog uh the five indie games that we talked about yesterday Yesterday, Xbox also showed off a ton of indie games, which got me thinking, is this the best time for indie games? With all that's going on in the world, people's backlogs are slowly shrinking. Indie games must be thriving right now to, to, to fill the widening void between AAA game releases. So do you think Xbox and PlayStation should bring back their summer of arcade event, but for the quarantine? Not just videos and blog posts, but highlighting indie games in their stores in fun, way, in fun and unique ways to help, indie developers, to help indie developers out and show gamers looking for a new game to play their possible new favorite small game game thanks um that's another one where i'm like yeah i like I, I think i think summer of arcade would be perfect 
for now. I mean, right? If I'm being honest, like, I mean, that, that it, I really hope that they, they end up going all in and doing that. But mm-hmm. I do feel like that what we're getting, what we got yesterday kind of is the 2020 version of that. Like, I do think that they mm-hmm. should kind of market it a little bit better and like put some fancy branding on it just to like really drive it home. But it, it's great. You love to see it that uh, these guys are talking about indies at this point because, like, they know. Like, the, the, this the story's written already. Like, there, there's going to be this giant gap of games, and people want to play games more than ever. Indie games are going to be there. They're going to be on the cheaper side. They're going to be digital, available to have for everybody. Like, this is – it's going to be really interesting in a couple of years to look back and see. Like, I wonder if during this time period we're going to get – two things. If we're going to get another – celeste or another uh um limbo type thing that yeah. in year or braid that in years people are going to be referencing as one of those big games you know and yeah. on top of that i wonder if this is going to be an opportunity to kind of widen that that gap um of widen the breadth of what we think of when we think quality indie titles because we think of the games i just mentioned right that are kind mm-hmm. of like like cuphead like this level of like Wow, they're indie, but like, damn, they're really some next level shit. Yeah. I wonder if those are the tens. I wonder if this is going to kind of shine a light on the the eights and the seven point fives of of indie games. Okay. Yeah. In, in a yeah. more mainstream way, right? Where yeah. it's we're not just talking about the best of the best that kind of transcend into that AAA level um, in conversation. Like we're talking about like the golf stories of the world, right? Yes, a game that is exactly. like lovely. Like That's golf story it. is probably is probably one of my favorite indie games of the last three years but it's not necessarily like a 10 out of 10 game it's a mm-hmm. game that i really love because it has personality and it has a fun story and it has a fun gimmick and all this stuff but yeah it's like it's like an eight right it's like it's yep. like a fun a perfect like, solid game um and yeah like i i'd, I'd love to see like more people kind of ex- explore explore indie games that that um go be- beyond like what you're saying like the cupheads or even like the ories or like the witnesses of the world um I think I I really liked the the five indie game thing that PlayStation did yesterday. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was really awesome. And that's kind of what I've been wanting to see more from from Sony, uh, more of from Sony, like that type of presentation, that kind of spotlight on indie games. And I think, honestly, I think branding it as something could have put like the final stamp on it. Like even if it was those five games that they showed yesterday, because all of them are like pretty, pretty good announcements. Unique. If they did that and, pa- and pack- packaged it into a, <clears throat> excuse me, into a um, state of play, like a indie, indie version of the state of play, kind yeah. of like Nintendo does with their, they don't call them indies anymore, but their indie world. Indie world. Like, yeah. I think, I think that would have been a slam dunk. Like, I don't know why they, they didn't that's package a, it in that call. way. Yeah. You know, PlayStation's always made bizarre decisions when it comes to that type of, of marketing thing and I, I i'm sure so we keep talking about how um all of this the game delays are, are going to continue to happen and how this is going to affect us playing games and when games are going to be delivered we talked about this a little bit yesterday but this is also going to affect games being announced lots of us being delayed indefinitely is huge it is we don't know when it's coming on the other side probably the right call you don't want to put a date and have to push it back again. We're seeing this a lot on the movie side of things where many movies are being delayed indefinitely. And they're just kind of like, we'll figure it out when we do. But then there's some like Wonder Woman where they put a date on it. But that was for a specific reason. That was for them trying to be like, we're hoping it's done by then. And we want to just secure this so that we, because movie dates are unlike video games. I feel like there's a lot more of a competition on if two movies are releasing on the same weekend. 
yeah. um, and, and, and whereas video games, for the most part, I, I feel like Doom and Animal Crossing can come out and it's fine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, it's like I, I feel like you don't want to to be announcing these dates and stuff, which means what's going to happen for for the E3 week? Like what's going to happen with the press conferences? Uh, even if they're not in one week, it's like Ubisoft already said they're doing something. Microsoft, we know, is doing something. Like, what are they doing? Bethesda backed out already, right? But it's yeah. like, at what, at what point do we not get major game announcements for yeah. the foreseeable future, right? At what point is this, we don't get a new game and we don't get new announcements until August? Tim, I'm very, I'm very curious to see. Story number two, though, is wild. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it up. Game Exchange remains open despite COVID-19 and sends workers uh, debunked health advice. This comes from Re- Rebecca Valentine at gamesindustry.biz. Uh, she writes, though many parts of the U.S. have now recommended the closure of all non-essential businesses to limit the spread of COVID-19, Arkansas-based games retailer Game Exchange is keeping the stores open for now. Before I continue this article, actually, do you, do you, are, you, are you familiar with Game Exchange? No. Game Exchange is a store that was in my town growing up that I thought was only in my town growing up. I mean, up. it sounds like it. it's Game X Change. What Dude, a horrible I, name. I used to love Game Exchange when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, because you just go in there and you exchange games. You'd like go in there and trade. Like, that was like before I, I had a concept of a GameSpot or not GameSpot, GameStop and trading in your games. That was like the place I went to trade in my games. Um, yeah, Game Exchange. And they closed down. I thought that was different. But yeah, yes, I didn't realize there were a thing until today this morning uh the article continues speaking to kotaku multiple anonymous game exchange employees reported store leadership had failed to provide them with adequate cleaning and sanitation supplies for their stores and furthermore had sent around a list of health and safety recommendations to stores on tuesday that included among among proven strategies such as hand washing a number of a number of unsubstantiated claims these included recommend recommending gargling a mix of vinegar and warm water hanging clothes in the sunlight to dry and avoiding and avoiding consuming cold foods or drinks as methods to kill coronavirus the ability to hold one's breath for 10 seconds was also suggested as a way to determine what to determine one was not infected jesus christ yeah all these claims have been debunked by either individual medical professionals or the world world health organization as a whole one employee reported sending an anonymous email to game exchange owner grant wetherill asking for further action to be taken to protect employees and customers wetherill responded by focusing on the anonymity 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 i can't say that word um but you know what i mean yeah anonymity anonymity Anonymity. Did they mis- did they mis- misspell it in this story? No. Is that why we're not getting it? Anonymity. It's anonymity. Anonymity. That's it it's anonymity. Yes, that's what that's it why it's weird. <laughs> yeah, an- anonymity of the employee with a portion as re- legit. I thought I was having a stroke. Yeah, me with too. a portion Jesus. reading as follows: "Quote, I can't do anything to address your concerns if I don't know who I'm talking with. I can tell whoever who you are." I can tell whoever you are that I spend lots of times in my stores, even though I have Parkinson's disease and asthma. Plus, I'm 56 years old, so don't lecture me on risk. I'm here if you want to be an adult, an adult and talk to me, end quote. Get fucked. Dude. Holy shit. <laughs> I That's out there this now. Not because it's like the biggest of news stories, but because it's just wild. Like everything about this news story is wild. 
like Grant, what's his name? Werethal, <laughs> like him or Wetherill, him uh, having the Werethal to like to, one give false advice to to. I, mean, I don't know if it's him directly that's giving the false advice, but for 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 the top to give false advice to their employees, such as hold your breath for ten seconds if you can, then you don't you don't have the corona. One, get fucked for that. But then also, yeah, for those last part, if you want to if if you want to be an adult and actually talk to me and not be be anonymous. Get out of here, dude. That's I was I was saying earlier, ridiculous. it's like we're all in this together. Everyone's equally fucked. Best whatever. This is not doing that. <laughs> like this is the opposite of that. Like, oh man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to include this because like, fuck that number one. Uh, but then also like, be better. Game just exchange, be better, man. Be better. Uh, I also I also thought y'all were out of business, and so I was gonna say glad to see that y'all are still kicking it. But if this is how you're operating, hey man, <laughs> be better. That's all I'm gonna say. Is just be better. Number three, Tim. Mm-hmm. Outer Wilds wins best game at BAFTA Game Awards 2020. I'm pulling this from Jordan Alleman at. It did it. Yeah, finally. Holy shit! Wait, this is still like not- we've been talking about this. Bless, right? Like that. Outer Wilds was the one that and and Resident well, Evil. Yeah, I was gonna say and Resident Evil too. But yeah. yeah, Outer Wilds is also like another one that I was in the Game of the Year conversations consistently, but never mm-hmm. was able to kind of secure one. Even though always I think they might have won. Always a bridesmaid, never bride. Always a baby. I think it, I'm thinking might have took giant bombs, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, like they they did it. Uh, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna pull up IGN's article. Tim, how how much how well do you know the, the BAFTAs? And are, are you familiar with with the, what the BAFTA <laughs> BAFTAs are? I'm very is that lightly. is that worth explaining for the for the audience? Uh, I mean, you you can. Yeah, I the can. Baftas <laughs> are the 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 um. Oh, where'd it go? Crap! I the British oh, Academy the British, Game Awards. Yes, the British Academy Game Awards. Uh, Outer Wilds won Best Game for British Game, which is a category that I love. Observation won it. Uh, Sinai Wildhearts won Artistic Achievement. Ape Out Audio Achievement, which I highly agree with. Uh, Disco Elysium debut game, Path of Exile evolving game, Untitled Goose Game, fam- uh, Family, or yeah, Untitled Goose Game for Family Game. Uh, I'm gonna skip around here. Outer Wilds won the award for game design, uh, Death Stranding technical achievement, Apex Legends multiplayer. Um, and yeah, like there, there are quite a few awards in here. Go to IGN or go to the BAFTA website. I'm sure you can find it there to find all the winners. But yeah, congratulations to to Outer Wilds. That's one mm-hmm. that Andy talks about that game because I know Andy loved that game. And every time I hear people describe that game, I'm like, this game sounds like one of the greatest games ever made. But then I play it and try it, and I'm like, all right, it's just not vibing with me. Um, but yeah, shout out to them. They did it. Mm-hmm. Story number four. Twitch breaks 3 billion total hours watched in a single quarter for the first time. This comes from Rebecca Valentine at gamesindustry.biz. Unsurprisingly, as more people stay at home for longer periods of time due to COVID-19, they are also watching more live streams. The quarterly live streaming industry report from Streamlabs and Streamhatchet shows that Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook all saw quarter-over-quarter lifts in viewership in quarter one 2020, with Twitch surpassing 3 billion hours watched in a single quarter for the first time ever. In total, Twitch reached 3.1 billion hours watched, up 17% quarter-over-quarter, a 33% increase in the number of unique channels, and an all-time quarterly high in average concurrent viewership of 1.4 million. 
YouTube similarly saw rises reaching 1.1 billion total hours watched, uh, up 13% quarter over quarter, and an all-time high quarterly average concurrent viewership of nearly 500,000. Facebook Gaming also saw increases reaching 554 million hours watched for the quarter. <clears throat> In fact, the only platform that saw decreases was Mixer, which had 81 million hours watched last quarter, down 7.3% quarter over quarter. Average concurrent viewership was also down 5%. That said, it's worth noting that Mixer's total viewership hours and average concurrent viewership have been on a download or downward trend since quarter two of 2019 when they peaked at 113 million a trend that that continued even as ninja signed with the platform last summer tim these aren't surprising numbers are they given i mean they're great numbers mixer, but not surprising the, the mixture thing's the the only one that's semi yeah. surprising to me that it's on a decrease the, uh, even during this time yeah like every everybody's up seemingly during the the, the quarantine time but yeah mixer decreasing quarter over quarter uh also it isn't necessarily surprising to me i think because i think you were going to see that spike when they signed in ninja and they signed in uh quite a few other talents i forgot all i forget all the names of all the people that went over there but there were like quite a few people that they signed to come over and i think once you see that stop or once you once that signing like i mean ninja was really like the big name um and i, I forget if dr disrespect was part of that too no um, no no no, no. He's was on it courage is courage, courage also on is youtube Twitch? okay I forget the other people, but like, yeah. What once once all those big names kind of get signed and con and um, I guess contracted, and you kind of run out of big names to bring over. I think you will start to see that that dip over time. That, that's a that's a good point, actually. Like that's we're we're seeing a decrease because it was such a spike. Yes, exactly. Um, but more people are at the at their home watching video games, which makes sense. And yeah, you know, cool. And, and that's we're we're gonna continue to see this. I think I I'm pretty scared about the internet at some point uh instilling some deeper rules once this goes on long enough because right now it's all like hbo is giving things free and you know like so many people are like changing their their programming and stuff to to allow kind of like um people to have something to do during these times um but you know we see in, in the in, in europe they're doing all that stuff like throttling the internet speeds and recommending that you don't watch things in 4k on netflix and uh, we all that stuff about the PSN kind of uh, throttling stuff as well. Yeah. At downloads. one point, did that start affecting us, which was going to like potentially cripple our business, right? Mm -hmm. Like that—that's scary. And um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I hope it doesn't get there. Yeah, I hope so too. Like the idea that, say, Discord, for example, decides that hey, we're throttling video quality to make room for everyone. Like it's something that'd be like understandable, but would be bad for us directly with the video mm -hmm. quality yeah. um subtle things like that could have an effect but i i think with everybody with everybody working from home one like good service is kind of is is needed now more than ever mm -hmm. um but also like that doesn't necessarily mean that we're gonna get that like that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's gonna hold up here's the so thing maybe we'll, we'll just wait and see i'm not a scientist but i'm really happy that we do have one with us kevin coelho um how does internet like work how does bandwidth work like is is there like a finite amount out there hold on i'm eating hold on <laughs> i'm as he's eating i think i think it more so has to do with what isps have to offer or maybe maybe not isps I but think maybe it like has what to like do with the amount of like um whether it's copper or fiber in the ground mm -hmm. essentially there's a place with a bunch of servers and stuff right that has copper or fiber running out of it 
and then that is going up to a bunch of place to different places, right? So mm -hmm. if you're closer to them with some internet uh, services, you'll have faster internet, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I think that there are there's only so much signal you can pass through that before it starts degrading all of the signal. So I think that there might be a limit, but I'm not an expert. And if someone in the chat is, let me know. There you go. Counterfunny.com slash you're wrong. Also, can we talk about how, the, how Kevin is staring into the sun, apparently? Like, <laughs> Kevin just, I, 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 there's no, no blinds here, so there's just a window to my right. And when I first installed my little setup, I guess it was nighttime. <laughs> no fixing that. Oh shit! It just—it would be too much, you know. Kevin what I mean? is so bright right now. I yeah. love it. Shine bright like a diamond, little Kevin. Kind of oh shoot! Story number five. That's right. We're still going with the Roper Report because there's a lot of news stories today. Surprisingly, wait, there's hold on, hold on. Dirty Devil what up? Uh, thirteen in the chat says, "Kevin, I work for telecommunications in the Air Force. What do you want to know? I mean, I just asked. I like <laughs> how accurate was what I was saying." Dirty Double D. Let us know, Dirt. Right, Dirty Double D? Is that what, was that their name? Yeah. No way. <laughs> no, Dirty no. Double double, Dirty Double 13. Gotcha. <laughs> Number five, there's a fifth Platinum Games announcement coming in 2020. I'm pulling this from Jordan Alleman at IGN. Um, and Kevin, if you can bring up the, the Platinum 4 site, that'd be grand for people to see. Platinum Games has updated its Platinum 4 website, created to reveal four new announcements from the company with a fifth entry titled bonus stage you can see the new edition for yourself by heading to platinum 4 heading to the platinum 4 website and waiting at the top of the page initially you'll see the you'll you'll only see the previous four announcements but after a short wait the screen aberrates and, sh and shakes revealing the bonus stage message and adding an extra star to the existing four the star is tagged with uh, X date 2020 and clicking on it bears no new information all we can glean is that uh, all we can glean is th is that all we can glean from this is that there is another Platinum announcement coming this year. When is anyone's guess, especially given the mischief Platinum has been up to during the past week? Um, Platinum teased, teased players by revealing its fourth announcement on April Fool's Day. The joke game turned out to be Soul Cresta, a side-scrolling shooter to be made in co collaboration with Hamster Corporation. Fans were confused due to the realistic premise of the joke, but the announcement is now tagged with Happy April Fool's Day on the website, seemingly confirming that it's not really in development. And I can confirm, I was also very confused by that because this I saw the trailer. Very confusing. I, I watched the trailer and I was like, I don't know if that's a real game or not because that looks like a real game, but it's April Fools and they're tagging it April Fools, and so I guess I don't get the joke. It's just a game. Yeah, I don't. I'm looking at the trailer right now. What the fuck? Why is this not real? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's it's, it's, weird it's, as fuck. It's, it's weird, especially because they have that as the fourth announcement still. And now I guess there's a fifth announcement replacing the fourth announcement, but it, it seems like it's just it's not even replacing it. It's just on top of it. It's very I don't know, confusing. But if, you're, if you're following the Platinum 4 situation, uh, there's a Platinum 5th coming out, uh, which excites me because I love Platinum. I think they do really great work. Um, and I have no guesses what, of what it could be, aside from hopefully something near-related, if everything goes my way. That's all I got for you. Last story, number six. This is a quick one for me. There we Rogue go. Rogue Legacy 2 has been officially announced. This is, I'm pulling from uh, Jonathan Dornbush at IGN. Despite what could have been an April Fool's joke pointing to, it, to its existence, Cellar Door Games has confirmed today that Rogue Legacy 2 is officially in the works. Quote, your legacy continues. 
Cellador, Cellador Games wrote in a tweet revealing uh, revealing the sequel while also revealing a first look at the sequel. No release date or projected platforms have been announced by Cellador Games yet, but the tweet today confirms a tease Cellador posted yesterday indicating a sequel might be in the works, and Cellador has confirmed more info set to be revealed soon. Tim, we talked about this a little bit yesterday because yeah. there was a tease. Now it's now it's real, uh, and I am very excited about it because I loved Rogue Legacy one um, and Rogue Legacy two. Like in, in you know, uh, piggybacking off our, our discussion about indie games earlier in the show, right? Like it's no this like Rogue Legacy is another one where it's like, yeah, dude, this is like a nine out of ten game that like a lot of people missed out on because there's just too many games in the world. Too many. There's a lot of indie games. There's a too lot of games. a lot of things competing. For our attention, um, Rogue Legacy, very very quality game. Again, it's like a roguelite type of game. If you love Dead Cells, I think Rogue Legacy is, is very up your alley. It's that type of thing, Castlevania kind of themed uh, game. Really love it. Looking forward to the new one. The screenshots look good. Uh, and yeah, I'm oh, yeah. once again looking forward to it. Can't That's wait, good, for man. It. This is the type of game we need right now. It's the type of game we re- we need right now. But Tim, yes, Rogue Legacy two seems like it's just so far away. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to know what is coming out to Mom and Crop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Do 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 yeah. Kevin today, we got... is always my favorite thing, and I know it's the internet lag problem, Kevin. I'm not giving you. It's not, it's just... Tim. It's not. I always no, t- forget. Or, Kevin was the I lead. always forget. <laughs> <laughs> every fucking time. <laughs> uh for yasman 300 who's asking what am i what am i eating i'm eating a croissant sandwich with egg oh cheddar cheese and bacon it was phenomenal and i missed did you it make already. it yourself or did you order it no paula made it for me because she's amazing i love you bear god i fucking hate him so much <laughs> he calls her I, bear I, I also hate yeah paula bear it's kind of cute Okay, yeah, it's pretty. But good. I hate it's it. Like he polar, pops up. Just look bear. at him. <laughs> what? Look at him over here. What? I just just pop it up all fucking glitchy, drenched in sun, <laughs> tidy as all hell. Uh, I love. Uh, yeah, Kevin the, does the, not the, look the like he's artifacting. Well, otherwise it would be. Kevin looks like he's at the beach. If there was a square, yeah. You see, if there was a square right here, I feel like it would take up too much space. And for these purposes, having it keyed out like that, I like it without me actually going to get a, a, a you know, a green background. Kevin, you should make it look like you're sitting right next to me, <laughs> like in the same room. I'm sure there's a way you can work that out. Oh, here we go. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Well, scoot over. You got it. Bless you. got to give me space. Look at it. <laughs> oh, we have fun. Oh, here. shoot. It's my buddy. Six feet. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, if you're an audio listener, you got to tune this for the, to the video for that one. That was perfect. Oh, oh my God. Why did I disappear? <laughs> Kevin has too much power in, in, in this website he or in this uh, company. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. God damn it. All right. Let's, what <laughs> right. is coming out? Drop out stuff. today, we got Pode for PC. Pode. Resident Evil. I don't know what the fuck Pode is. Pode sounds That's familiar. Uh, Resident Evil 3 is out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Hyper Parasite is out today for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Horror of the Deep is out for Xbox One. Curious Expedition, Xbox One. Drift Zone Arcade for Switch. In Other Waters for Switch. Space Force for Switch. Space Force? Is that, isn't Kevin, that like the... Kevin and I played Pode uh, when it was out on Switch last year at GDC. Oh. A little co-op puzzle game. 
that was actually really cool. Oh, Remember that, that was really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had like a mode that you could do if you were playing with kids where you can yeah. kind of take control, but like they still feel like they're playing. We used it a lot with Tim. He was not great at the game. <laughs> I think I, I might have beaten that game. I liked you it did. a lot. Oh, yeah, it was a you fun did. puzzle game. Here's the thing, Buzz. I'm going to tell you right now. Don't ever, ever play a co-op game with Kevin where one of the mechanics is at any point you can take control of the other character. Because he oh, will just... No, I'm not doing that. It is just the fucking know. worst. Okay, all right. Know. Some dum-dums are like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm doing this. It's like, no, just open the... You know what? I'm just going to take over. It just. Why am I going to waste my time explaining? You get the little guy to where he's going to go, and once it gets complicated, I'll take over. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Space Force for uh, Switch. Business Wars, the card game for PC and Mac. Dogs of Wall Street for PC. Orbit of Death for PC. And then a sizable grindstone content update called Back to the Grind, which introduces 15 new levels, a brand new boss battle against George's rival, the Jerk-A-Million enemy. Jerk-A-Million. The Jerk-A-Million enemy. uh, And three new weapons uh is out today game of thrones beyond the wall available today on android legend of skyfish 2 is out today on apple arcade and then phalanx of resistance is out today on steam and then we have one new date for you skater excel will be launching on playstation 4 xbox one nintendo switch and pc in july 2020 now it's time for reader mail you can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by P.S. I Love You XOXO. Tim, me and yes. Greg host P.S. I Love You XOXO every week out for the public on Tuesdays. Uh, we record it on Patreon on Mondays. We talk every single week about the biggest PlayStation topics. We talk about the games we're playing, the the big PlayStation news. We add our spin on them. We have uh, segments such as the 104 PlayStation game, PlayStation drop games ranked where each week me and, me and Greg pick a game from the PlayStation blog drop that's the game that's out uh, during the week, and we play it, and we give our impressions on it. And we can't pick a AAA game. We can't pick a game that we're, we're going to play anyway. We have to pick a game that we just see on the drop and play it, and we rank it. You, and each, Tim, you each pick a game, right? We each pick a game. Yeah, we each pick a separate game. And so we have a ranking going on of 104 games. And Tim, I know how much you love rankings. I do. We have I a love ranking ranking going on of 100, things, 104 games. Let me tell you, this segment is both the best thing and the worst thing for me. Uh-huh. Because... It's the best thing because I get to play a lot of games that I probably wouldn't have played in the first place. And what was that one? Curse, Darkness, Under Seal. Oh, XLXO. Under Night and Birth. Yeah, yes. uh, Uniclear for the people that are that are in the community. Yeah, um, I'm a I'm a big fighting game uh, person now, Tim, because I, I played Under Night and Birth uh, EXC uh, late clear i think is the actual, the actual name of it but yeah i get to play games like that that i probably wouldn't have played otherwise played that game and had a great time with it and now like i, I absolutely I, I absolutely love the game um it's also the worst thing because i also have to play games that end up being very bad and so mm-hmm. that's that's like my my favorite segment during the show i know people who listen to the show uh uh like like hearing us talk about very obscure, very unique games, also, and so I highly recommend people check out PS Love You XOXO for that. But then also come, come, uh, stay, stay, stay listening to it for the PlayStation discussions, the big news, the the people leaving PlayStation, coming coming to PlayStation, the the IP acquirements, all the good stuff. Excellent show, stuff. you guys are doing killer Excellent work over there. Show. Earlier, you were hey. talking about how you and your friends are doing, like recommending each other two hour or less games. Yes. So here's the thing, Buzz. I have one for you. That oh. it's either gonna click or it's not gonna for and you'll you'll know pretty pretty quickly. 
I think the whole thing takes 45 minutes to beat. It's a game I've talked about quite a lot in my life here. Amplitude. Have you ever oh, given it a shot? I've not given it a shot. I didn't know so, it was that short. Yes. So the the campaign is it's it's kind of like Sayonara, Sayonara Wild Hearts, where it's like a yeah. concept EP that it's music that kind of is, is telling a story. I'll be honest with you, story really fucking weird and like really, really like obtuse and doesn't really make sense, but mm-hmm. it's fun anyways, and it's kind of just interesting to go through. It's just a rhythm game, it's fun. It's a lot of electric music and uh, electronic music, and it's not necessarily like what i would say is our vibe of music but um mm-hmm. it is it is a fun experience and um even if you play on like a, a lesser difficulty it's like it's i know you like music i know you like yeah. concept eps and stuff so i feel like it yes. it might be up your alley and it's only like 45 minutes to get through the main campaign and there's some bonkers oh. moments that happen that are pretty cool i might i might i'm gonna add that to the list you know i might check that out because Bless that it, sounds very up my alley it's really hard if you're not good at rhythm so just a heads up some people have rhythm problems Oof, it's so get out of here. You can't see it. Thomas. Up oh, there he is, he's glitching in and out. Oh, is that your cat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are you upside down, Kevin? And someone said it would be funny if I put myself backwards upside down, and I agree. It's funny. Kevin's losing <laughs> it over there. <laughs> Kevin Kevin's having the time of his life during the quarantine. Right, I Thomas, couldn't imagine being Paula. <laughs> or Thomas. Uh let's get into reader mail. Let's see here. We have quite a few questions. Actually, we have a couple questions. Sean Valoric <laughs> writes in and says, "So I got an email from Atari last night, probably because I gave them an e- I gave them an email for a game somewhere in the past. They are opening a casino, and then he links me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look, go to this link so I can verify that this is true from their website. Quote: Our catalog of games includes games of luck, games of skill, and hybrid game hybrid games combining luck and skill. And due to the borderless nature." of cryptocurrencies anywhere that's a huge advantage for the players just when i thought the world couldn't get any crazier pong for cash anyone just wondering what your thoughts are on this sean valoric tim were you familiar with the casino or with the atari casino i'm going to the website right now no and it looks it looks legit me and greg talked about this a few months ago is this the hotel well we talked about the hotel that's what i was gonna bring we talked about the casino is a different thing i think the casino is a different thing from what i understand so I'm I'm here. I'm on CasinoAtari.com. Kevin, can you possibly pull this up if you haven't already? Um, new crypto casino coming soon. Our catalog our catalog of games include games uh, yeah games of luck games of skill and hybrid games of luck combining luck and skill. Um, wow. Uh, why Atari Casino? Our dedicated Atari Casino team aims to provide our users with the best online casino experience to date, with a collection of all the best Atari games along with the most popular classic uh, ca- casino games. Atari Casino represents the, fer- the perfect place to, to lay back, have fun, and win big. The stakes are adjustable for each player, so you can always afford to find you can always afford you can always find a table uh, and games and you can always find a table and game that's right for for you. With great fun uh, come with great fun come great valuable great and valuable prizes. I think there are some titles here with plenty to with plenty to enjoy. Visit the Atari Casino today and enjoy all the fun. Yeah, wait, hold on. It has there are some. Stra- <laughs> I don't think they're typos. I think this this is just very 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 poorly written. Yeah. With great fun come great and valuable prizes. That's a sentence. <laughs> That's no punctuation in it though. Yeah. Oh my god, this is real bad. I don't know. This oh. is weird. I don't know. Yeah, this is interesting. Kev, can you scroll all the way down on this site? 
there so okay so there's a there's a section of the site that says enjoy live games and it's a graphic of a camera in front of somebody who looks like a show host yeah which is giving me which is give me hq trivia vibes so nothing beats the real world authentic casino experience atari casino has prepared for you a series of classic casino games which you'll be able to play live by following and participating in games via a live stream so i guess like there is a host kind of like playing dealing your cards or whatever but kev scroll all the way down this this seems fake right this seems like a fake like a scam someone has stolen this definitely seems like a scam because like go all the way down so there's this part where it says we accept and it's uh all the different types of payment that they accept you can kind of see it there um but it's like i i'm familiar with okay visa mastercard paypal but then it's like i assume that the b is bitcoin what the fuck yeah, is Ethereum? Bitcoin. Ethereum is another like Bitcoin. <laughs> Ethereum um, cryptocurrency. Like I think these are all cryptocurrencies, uh, with the exception of Visa, Mastercard, PayPal. Yes. Yeah, what a weird world we live in. I don't know about what this. Tar- guys. What is the Tari doing? Partaking. Trying to make I don't money, think I will be trying either. to make money. Yeah, but like, this is such a weird way to do it. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. That, no, that's the thing that's happening. Uh, let's. See, let's get to the next question if I can find my way back to the doc because I have so many tabs open. Peter Parker Petrov writes in and says, Hello to the blessing. My question for you two today is this As we inch, inch towards the next generation, I was wondering, are we in for a cornucopia of sequels? Ooh. One of the exciting parts of the PS of the PlayStation generation is that we get to see a slew of new IP and uh, got to experience new characters and new worlds. As fun as I'm sh- as I'm sure Spider-Man 2 will be, are we in for a generation of sequels with possibly God of War 2, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, Bloodborne 2, etc.? Or do you think we'll still see new IP this next generation? Have a great Friday, Parker. I we're going to get all the sequels. It's going to be Sequel Palooza, cornucopia of sequels and uh, it's very exciting stuff. Uh Brands are important. IP are important and kind of building on them, I, I think, is very important to, you know, not only solidify your console as a, a machine that matters, uh, but also just, you know, for for things where like look at Nintendo, right? It's like you can have spinoff on spinoff at some point of these games because you've already have built this established fan established fan base and established level of quality for these games. All these games you just named, the sequels are expected to be at least a certain level of quality right so it's like that's that's good we have good things to look forward to uh will we still see new ip next gen i i think so i don't think it'll be as plentiful as we saw this gen um for on the playstation side at least i think on the xbox side definitely i do think we're gonna uh, yeah a, a bunch of new ones um but yeah it's it's gonna be interesting we, uh, we still have ghost of tsushima coming out we had death stranding i think that if uh kojima does something whatever the next thing he does, if it's still linked to PlayStation, which I have a feeling it will be. Um, I think that'll be a new IP. I don't think that'll be a sequel necessarily to Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think there there are... The, the big games for Sony, yes, are going to be sequels toward the first half of the gen- generation, right? Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is going to happen. Spider-Man 2 is going to happen. God of War 2 is going to happen. We all we know these things are going to happen. But I also think that beyond beyond those sequels, or like if you look at their individual studios, Insomniac, for example... Mm-hmm. Insomniac could also put out, I guess, Ratchet and Clank 2, which would also be a sequel. Exactly. Like, you know, another Ratchet and Clank game, or Clank game, or something unique along this, along the lines of Sunset Overdrive, um, because I believe they have multiple teams there over at Insomniac. That's more regret question, but like, mm-hmm. I like, you know, that's not beyond the realm of possibility. You have teams beyond. at Sony that that beyond. You have teams at Sony that did games like Concrete Genie, right? Pixel Opus. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they could put out uh, they could put out a new game um that's not necessarily concrete genie 2 you have london studio uh that could put out new games right their, their last game was blood and truth i don't necessarily expect them to do blood and truth too i know these aren't like the big games um or the big studio like the big triple a or quadruple a whatever you want to call them studios that you expect the big big titles to come out of um but i, but then, I, I, I mean let's you- go start from the top right naughty dog what are they doing after last of us probably a new ip yeah like i i think that's gonna be a new ip for sure um i think um what other i had a studio in my mind that i lost oh uh the day's gone studio uh sony bend mm-hmm. right like i don't necessarily and i think i think me and greg differ on this but i don't see them doing days gone too I think that I think their next game will probably be a new IP of some sort. You got Bluepoint, who I know they're not owned by Sony, but their their next game. I think they've actually they've talked about this in their in the um, the Wired article that they're working on a new game for the next console. And I guess they since they do remakes, that's that's a different conversation because that is still part of an IP. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's definitely fresher, yeah. in, in in some ways than a direct sequel to games. Um, but like also at, at the beginning of this generation, it's not like we weren't also getting sequels. Like we got Killzone Shadowfall, we got Infamous Second Son, um, we got a, uh, uh, I guess we got Uncharted Four, right? Like we had yeah. sequels to games yeah. that we had from the previous generation. I think that's just kind of to be expected with where certain studios are at. But I, I also still expect to see a lot of new games. It is interesting though, looking at it, where we're this is kind of like the first time in in a long time that we are we've only had one title for all of these games and now next gen we're about to get the first sequel right god of war is a little iffy because it's a a reboot essentially of a franchise Mm -hmm. but it's like god of war isn't necessarily a sequel it is but you get what i'm saying like it's a different type of game it's it's like yeah so it it getting its first sequel horizon being a new thing getting its sequel bloodborne spider-man it's like these are new franchises that uh, are all getting their second shot. Whereas like, I think from PS3 to PS4, like a lot of the ones you named, those were what the fourth, third games in the in the franchises. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it is a little bit different, but um, I don't know. It's exciting times, man. We had a, we had a great gen and I think that we're being teed up for a really nice next gen. If we can get through the Rona. Tim, usually this is the part where we get into the squad up, but we don't. We didn't get any squad ups in today. Remember, if you want to play people, if you want to play games with people in the community, if you want to, if you if you need help getting a platinum, if you just want to play some multiplayer, write in Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Squad up. Uh, write in with your PSN or your Xbox gamer tag or your Switch friend code. Uh, write in with the game. Write in with the platform, and we'll make sure to connect you guys uh, with people that you can play with. And now it's time for kindoffunny.com/slash You're Wrong, where you can tell us what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Kebab says, correct, it's Delson Rowe, talking about the protagonist in uh, Infamous Second Son that Troy Baker played. AJ said, AJ writes in and says, Blessing said Troy was Joel in The Walking Dead. He was Joel in The Last of Us. Thank you for that. That was definitely like a, uh, what do they call it, a Freudian slip? It's one of them ones. One of them things. Uh, let's see here. editorializing charles jacobson writes in and says not all of europe has disney plus us in scandinavia still have to wait till summer and i will definitely and i definitely lost my excitement for the service uh nail just writes in and said giant bob did giant bomb did give outer world outer wilds game of the year 2019 there you go 
this isn't a you're wrong but this is even more more context uh montezuma writes in and says game exchange saying the methods of killing the virus is not possible due to the fact that viruses are already considered non-living and so there's a fun fact for you when it comes Great. to viruses and killing them Great. that's true that's true yeah outer wilds is also game of the year for polygon and Eurogamer as well that comes from steve gerbs bless what up uh do you see dirty double in there was talking about uh he said in in the chat that he had uh, given more information about the internet. I don't see which, anything which from sounds Dirty Double. Sounds a stupid statement when you say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, I don't see anything coming from Dirty Double. Uh, Nail the Watch is right. More uh, like Dirty Liar, am I right, guys? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Oh man, fucking Kevin is on one, man. Yeah, Kevin we have is... cool friends with Troy. Is going to be interesting. Uh, speaking of Mixer, they are giving each partner $100 to help buy food, maintain streaming equipment, or anything else needed. Um, that's from the Nail Biologist. Nail Biologist also gives us a link on how bandwidth works, but I'm not going to go down that, that big old rabbit hole because that seems like it'd take a while to go through. Um, all right. Musk, he writes in with some bandwidth stuff. And says, bandwidth is complicated, but Kevin is right that there is a hard limit in the amount of data that can pass through wires, copper or fiber optic. Those limits can be in multiple places, though. At, da- at the data centers, holding servers in your neighborhood and at the ISP level in terms of the routes the routes that your packets take from, from home to destination and vice versa. There are also limits in hardware and how much they can handle. For example, routers have a maximum amount of bandwidth they can handle. Data centers versions... Data center versions of routers have much higher limits than a home router, but still have limits. Does that does that do anything for you, Kevin? Fucking nailed it, you know? Sure, there's different got, bottlenecks. But I was just giving you the I got, ones you need. I got also some more, but I'm we're not gonna have a whole you're wrong about bandwidth, but thank you everybody who wrote about bandwidth. I appreciate that. Um let's see. Missed out. Just happened. I accidentally cut the record. I hit the wrong button. God damn it! I went. I went to, meant to go back. My bad. Sorry. Oh man. I actually so, was trying to turn on Kevcam. Wait, you cut the record. So is <laughs> Either, that the end of? That's the end of that show. <laughs> well, we're live now, and we're okay. recording. Okay, and we're recording, so, so we can button this up and add it to it, or that could be the end of this, that episode. Man, that edit, the export's I gonna know, fucking I, I kill know. it. I know. I'm so sorry. I it's think okay. that um, well, for the, here's what we do. For the, mm-hmm. <laughs> for the stream, we can finish it up and then I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's on y'all for what you yeah, guys do. Let's the, do that. Let's let's just let's just do that. Cool. Sorry, um, guys. Let's see. To finish this up, uh, Nailbot just writes in with a missed out today. The Deadpool skin is out for all players in Fortnite today and that rounds us out for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong next week's hosts are Monday it's me and Tim Tuesday it's Greg and me Wednesday it's Greg and Gary Witta Thursday it's Greg and me and then Friday it's me and Greg of course this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily Oh, uh, oh. <laughs>